the moment we've all been waiting for for 200 episodes. <laughs> Our 200 congratulations, episodes. Brad. Extravaganza. Congratulations, <laughs> Brig. We've made it. And not to say this is the end of the line because far from it, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. But we just wanted to do some, I don't know what the word is, some reflection, I guess, on some of the stuff we've been through to get to this point. Um, absolutely, And give you guys some behind the scenes, some things we're looking forward to in the next 200 episodes and beyond, things like that. So let's should we start with some behind the scenes stuff, Brig? Is that where we should start? I'd love to. Yeah, I think that's great. Okay, so first, um, I think some people might be wise to this, Brig. On the Thursday Night Lives, when we talk betting, and anytime we talk betting, um, <laughs> I, yes, I have Brad. to help Brig. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's really kindly put. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> well, so so to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, <laughs> Brig. Brig makes his own picks. He tells me who think who th- he thinks is going to win, and then I put it. In, I translate it into bet speak for him. Plus money, right. minus money, run line, money line, all that stuff. Just because yep. Brig's not there yet. So to help mm-hmm. with that, though, we are going to be making some content. We're gonna, I'm going to teach Brig how to how to gamble. And of course, where he lives, he's not able to bet legally. So it's for entertainment purposes only. Absolutely, and content. But but no, it it is kind of funny talking gambling with brig just because <laughs> i'm it's new it's totally new to him. new yeah totally new <laughs> and it's fun new. because brad he he really needs to whip out his professor sort of what's your character's name uh, dr ezekiel smith that's him because <laughs> i don't understand what he's saying i might as well be listening to my seventh grade algebra teacher Trying to explain like <laughs> sine, cosine, whatever all that other crap I forgot about is. Uh, it's I know it's not tangent, but that's the word that keeps it, coming. It, it is tangent. Is it tangent? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, is that's Greg Zerberg. You see what I'm saying? But listening to Brad <laughs> explain betting is is he he's probably explained things three or four times now. I still haven't figured it out, and that's okay. We'll get there. We'll you get keep hanging in there with me. <laughs> <laughs> we will get you there. We'll get you there. Don't yeah, worry. It's really cool. Um, some of the other, some of our other favorite behind the scenes things. Um, so we ask all of our guests a lot of the same questions. We do the rundown and the rundown actually stemmed from Brig. You doing, I think it was when, Oh no, we did a, like our first episodes, our first yeah. episodes, like kind of like a getting to know you thing. It was yeah, a little bit different format then. Right. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was it was like a rapid fire thing, and we had like music under it and everything. It was kind of fun, but then we just decided to change the format a little bit, make it a little bit easier on uh, both of us. And then Brig asked his friend Mike when he had him on. He asked him, "What is your quest?" And I I don't think you asked him what's your favorite color, but then we kind of added it in. Yeah, I don't remember. But we've had only like one or two people know where this comes from, and I, I don't know if it's like. The lights are bright, the camera's on, things like that, and they just space it. But for those of you who don't know where this comes from, this is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Ask me the questions, Bridgekeeper. I'm not afraid. What is your name? My name is Sir Lancelot of Camelot. What is your quest? To seek the Holy Grail. What is your favorite color? Blue. Right, off you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we got the questions. Those are where those come from. 
And we've had two people say they seek the grail. That is all That's right. out of everybody we've talked to and asked that question. And it, it's really funny. I just I wait for there's certain people I think are gonna get it, but they just they just right past it. And the people you don't think the like you would not have expected the people who did get it to get it. And they it's so fun. Yeah. And the fact, anyway. Brig, like my last thing with that is the fact that we talked to I mean dozens of people outside the stadium at the World Baseball Classic, and not oh, one so person many. said, not one person said I seek the grail. <laughs> yeah, not even. <laughs> I I didn't even think about that because in the interviews, you know, we people have more time and they're more expectant to, of answering questions. But all, off the cuff like that, I yeah, you think somebody out of the tons of people we talk to, but no, yeah, no. nobody, no, it's hilarious. <laughs> it is hilarious. Oh, let's man. talk. Uh, let's talk baseball traditions. What is your favorite baseball tradition, Brig? Uh, this is easy. For me, it's the seventh inning stretch. I love singing Take Me Out of the Ball Game, and I'll tell you why. Uh, well, I've always loved it. I've loved it forever. You get up, you put your arms around everybody, you see Take Me Out of the Ball Game sway back and forth. At least that's the way I was taught to do it, and it's this camaraderie. It's this building of, you know, whatever, community and everything, That which is what I'm all about anyway. So that's why we call it baseball together okay because we're really big on doing things together all right? right so yeah that's the whole point anyway um and i may have shared this story before but i'm going to tell it again because i love this story when i brought my daughter home from the hospital after she was born and i had changed her diaper and i swaddled her and i was putting her in her crib to go down to sleep for the first time i i was lowering her into the crib and i thought oh no you know what a good dad would do sing a lullaby <laughs> and i held my baby girl and i'm like i don't i don't know any lullabies i thought i had prepared for every everything that i you know of course i tried to prepare for everything you can't but i right. thought i had prepared for all of the things for the first time she came home and i sat there and i ran through all of the songs in my head that i could think of off the top of my head that i could maybe slow down to make it a lullaby <laughs> And I got through some crazy ones, by the way. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. I'm sure it was one of them. Yeah. So, but anyway, take me out of the ball game is what I landed on. And I sang her take me out of the ball game in a slow, methodical lullaby voice for the next three years, every night. So until she nice. said she wanted a different song. So I like that. Yeah. Wilson and I used to, so to get him to go to sleep, because the kid wouldn't stay in his bed, like to save his life. It was it was always coming poking out like you still there? Yes, there is nowhere else for me to go. Um, <laughs> and so to get him to to stay in his bed, we'd have to sing several songs to him at night. And so it got to be when it was my turn to put him in bed. There was like five songs we'd sing, and take me out to the ball game was always one of them. Yeah, because he would he would want to throw his fingers in the air and and have fun and everything. But and we would also read. Uh, sometimes we would read Casey at the bat. Nice. Was a, was a fun one too, but yeah, yeah, we. No, I'm familiar with that one. I like that. Yeah, when 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 Olivia got older, we started reading Good Night Baseball, and that was nice. Awesome. Oh, we have that one too. It's so good. It is so good. It's a good I one. I like that one a lot. It's great. My favorite you, baseball Brad? tradition um, used to be getting there early for for batting practice, but depending on where you go, you can't get in for batting practice anymore. Right. Um, so it's become just getting a hot dog there are so many other food options that i would rather have at a baseball game like there are things i want to try think you know things like that but 
I cannot bring myself to get anything but a hot dog the first time I head over to concessions. Sometimes yeah. too, depending on the size. I'm the same way. But, but yeah, so yeah, getting a hot dog has gotten to be one of my favorite baseball traditions. Um, even though it's not that great of a dog, it's fine. <laughs> often you know? not <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and you would think i would have been ruined with the summer that i had continually oh, trying yeah. to get a hot dog <laughs> or oh. games and them oh. being terrible every single time yeah but maybe that's what it is maybe it's the it's not a terrible hot dog so i'm just like yeah it's good enough i'll eat it i'll eat it every time yeah, as long as it's not that <laughs> yeah and <laughs> it's the cheapest thing at the concession stands <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> yeah okay there are right. if you've ever um seen videos of us at games that we've posted on on instagram or on social media anywhere or you've talked to us about going to baseball games you know there are certain things that we like to shout at games um just for fun so <laughs> that are quirks Brig, they're quirky they're quirks yeah so i'll go, i'll share mine first brig just yeah tell the whole story first. it's a great story okay so first um so mel and i my wife before before we had kids, we would go to Salt Lake Bees games all the time. She'd get cheap tickets from work, and they were just general admission seats. So we were just like, we'd go sit behind home plate, and it was tons of fun. It was fantastic. Killer seats. I have never had better seats for an entire, pretty much an entire summer of my adult life. It was a lot of fun. So one night, we're there, and I think we had watched Bull Durham a couple days before. And there was a mound visit that just was going, and Mel just yells, <laughs> Get on the candlesticks! <laughs> I about died <laughs> laughing so hard and like our whole section just started cracking up and I think and one like one of the I think the pitching coach on the mound even like turned around like, <laughs> but I, everybody knew the reference everybody yeah. got the reference yeah, so exactly. now when we go to baseball games uh, when there's a mound visit we yell get the candlesticks <laughs> especially when it's quiet it's best when it's quiet. especially i've started doing it too and it's so fun yes. <laughs> and there's yeah. a select few people in the crowd who get the reference right off the bat too right no not very many yeah. <laughs> but they're always like <laughs> <laughs> oh so right good. candlesticks are always nice you're right you're right you're right yeah always nice <laughs> <laughs> okay so i have a similar story my favorite thing to do is uh when the organist or the person pushing the button to simulate an organ does the and everybody is supposed to yell charge, but I don't, I yell foul ball. Here's why. Well, first of all, it has become very clear that they only do the charge call after a foul ball. You watch, you watch. That's when they do it. I haven't it. noticed that. I haven't noticed. Uh-huh. I'm telling you. Okay. I've, <laughs> and I've been to baseball games every place, and that's what happens. So it's become even funnier than it was when it started. But this is how it started. So my late wife and I started dating, and the Orem Owls did some obscene promo where they were giving away baseball tickets for like a couple of bucks each game. So I bought a whole season's worth of tickets because they were literally like two or three dollars a game or something. So I was like, okay, whatever. And uh, they offered a military discount. And so I got in free. So I have a season ticket pass and I have my military discount. And so we would just go sit wherever we could find seats, which were very easy to find. And oh, yeah. yeah, like it didn't matter. We could sit I anywhere. I spent a summer at that stadium. I can vouch for that. <laughs> yeah. 
And we would sit in Section 8 because in the military, if you're Section 8, means you're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And that's how that's the part of what they use to chapter you out of the military because you're you're crazy. So we would sit in Section 8 and be crazy, me and my friends. Anyway, I started taking Tiff to these baseball games. And on a couple of games, there were people there. And the just because of the way the stadium is laid out, when they would do... You'd hear charge across the crowd, but she could hear us say charge, and then the other she thought was another syllable happening on the other side on the first base side. We're on the third base side. So I come to find out we're sitting there. It's like the fifth or sixth inning, and they do the bugle call, and she yells, foul ball! (laughs) I went... What? And she goes, "Yeah, foul ball. That's what they said." You heard me. I'm like, I'm like, no, Tiff. They didn't. They and you know, we're dating, and I'm just, I'm trying not to be mean. You know, I don't want to be smug and superior. And I'm like, no, they didn't say. They said charge. She's like, you watch, you listen next time. You just so they did it, and she goes, smacks me on the shoulder. See, foul ball. I'm like, no. <laughs> And she was so serious. So from then on, I was like, I really like this girl. I'm just going to play along. And I started saying foul ball. She found out that it actually was charge. And from then on, we didn't care. We just said foul ball. So to this day, if you're with me at a baseball game, I will holler foul ball at the top of my lungs at the end of the beat. You will get all the looks as well. (laughs) I don't care. It's gonna. Be I know a thing. It's, it's just so funny. It cracks me up every time to see the the people in like the three rows in front of, in front yeah. of us when you do it. Everyone, I'm just like, because I'm loud. I'm not a quiet person at a baseball game, not right. at all. So, baseball family, I need you to join me in this. Okay, this is this is your official invitation to yell foul ball at the end of the bugle call instead of charge. We're gonna start this tradition. It's gonna be awesome. There you go. So I, I do have I have one more. So I have a okay. friend uh, I've made over the last couple of years. She lives down here in Arizona and she's actually a Mariners fan. So we text like all through Mariners games and uh, her thing. She's like, you have to yell if a ball looks like it might go over. It's going towards the wall and there's any chance that it's going to get out. You have to yell, go ball. And so <laughs> now I've started yelling, go ball. Every time the ball gets, looks like, looks like it has a chance to go. Yeah. Just to try to will it over. So yeah. There's there's another one for you. Gold That's ball. awesome. I like it. It's fun. I also will reference uh, the greatest baseball documentary ever made as often as possible. <laughs> so it's like after a mound visit, if something goes really well, I'll turn to the person I'm sitting next to and I go, he gave him the have to. He told him about the, the have, have to. to. Yeah. It's the have <laughs> to. That's <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that don't know, the greatest baseball documentary of all time is Rookie of the Year with Henry Gardenhoser. Okay, so you need to go watch Rookie of the Year and learn all of the baseball things. That's right. There's a lot of them there. A lot of really good ones. A lot of them there. Okay, so this is episode 200. So we've been up to a lot since episode one. So we wanted to share some of the things that we've been up to. Um, Brig has had an incredibly eventful four years. Do you want to do wow. you want to start off with yours, Brig? Because 
or do you want me or do you want me to start with mine? I don't it doesn't matter to me, but I'll do mine let, since I'll, my pictures are first on the slideshow. <laughs> okay, there we go. That's that makes good we'll sense. We'll do that. So yeah. uh so this for those of you who don't know, um, this is a picture of my family and me, and there's something in the way of faces. There, there we you go. go. So in this picture, we're wearing we used to sell um autism awareness and autism acceptance baseball together t-shirts with the with the autism puzzle piece on there um and that is because my daughter stella she's the one in the pink for those of you watching uh, she has she's severely autistic she's nonverbal, um and so that's kind of our tribute to her and we were sending donations to uh an organization that does special needs baseball um so this this is my family here for those of you who are aware uh, or not and then we also have um this was something fun that I thought we talked about doing was showing our first setup. <laughs> there is me four years ago, considerably trimmer. I'm going to try to get back down there soon, but recording in our closet, our walk-in closet uh, with my chair on the crawl space hatch. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because in this, in this one, I think at this point I was I was using headphones with a microphone, so the sound quality is absolutely terrible. I didn't have my good microphone yet, but then yeah. once I got my good microphone, you could see that teal chair there in the corner. That's a yeah. Tommy Bahama chair, and I recorded sitting on that because it was low down on that uh, on that tray that I used yeah. the TV tray with my computer and my microphone, on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I used that for a long time. I used that the entire time we lived in that house. Um, yeah. We moved in 2020 down to Arizona, which is where we are now. Um, but yeah, so that was the first setup in the closet. And like I said, since then we've, we've moved to Arizona and I've had, if, if you've been watching the entire time, you've seen me move around my house a lot, but finally I landed a sure. spot at our computer in our, <laughs> in our bedroom. And the reason I have a green screen is so you don't see what's behind me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> we'll get to that in a little bit. But, uh, but Brig, why don't you go ahead? Do you want to talk about what you've been up to in the last four years? Like I said, very eventful for those of you who yeah. follow on are, are at least acutely aware. Do you want me to pull yeah. up the pictures? Yeah, please do. Okay. So this was, uh, this is my family wearing our autism awareness and autism acceptance t-shirts as well. That's for those of you watching my wife, Tiff on the, the end and my daughter, Olivia in the middle. And then I'm the big ugly one. Um, <laughs> Tiff passed away from cancer in 2020. We started this whole thing in 2020 or 2019. And uh, so that was obviously very difficult. And we had, we bought, we've battled it off and on for about three years. Um, and our daughter was three at the time. So when COVID hit kind of our, our whole world was already moving at a snail's pace and we were hyper vigilant about, all the germs and all the healthcare considerations and everything. And it seemed like just as the whole world was kind of wigging out in, I'm going to call it bittersweet. I don't know what else to call it, but it felt like everybody finally slowed down to our pace. And that was kind of a unique perspective on the whole COVID crisis. Um, because everybody was staying home and we were trying to stay home and everybody's wearing masks and we were already doing that. So totally different. Uh, my COVID experience was wildly different than everybody else's. Um, I also was working for a nonprofit at the time and trying to keep up with that all at the same time while we were doing this. And man, it was crazy. And 
you know, the world is full of wonderful people and incredible blessings. And, and it's just, I couldn't be more grateful to the baseball family. We, we even did uh, at right there at the end. Um, we didn't know it was the end, but we, you know, things took a pretty bad turn with Tiff's cancer. And I have to bring this up. I should have used a picture to illustrate it. And I don't have one. And I apologize, but I got on social media and I asked everybody to start wearing their rally caps for Tiff. And we started a hashtag rally for Tiff at the number four. Um, I took a bunch of hats to the, her medical team in the hospital with a note because I wasn't allowed in the hospital. And uh, I gave them a note saying, hey, you know, this is what we're doing. We believe in this baseball magic thing, even though it's completely irrational and not scientific at all. Baseball people are superstitious. Would you please just go with me on this? Um, and they sent me a bunch of photos of them wearing rally caps uh, in the hospitals and and take caring for her as as well as the rest of the baseball family. We have pictures from everywhere around the country um, of pe that people sent in to me of them wearing rally caps for Tiff, and it was incredible. It was it was I mean it was the perfect way to. Uh, to really go f do this baseball together thing because you guys were all there for us when we needed it. And it was amazing. And, and Brad, Brad really carried the, carried the banner while I was having a hard time and then continued to carry the banner because my story continues. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously in the wake of that tragedy, I, I had some pretty rough stuff to deal with. I was in the military for a while and I had some stuff to deal with there I lost my wife to cancer. I had some stuff to deal with there. I developed, I, I, I've had a couple of back surgeries. And so I had some stuff to deal with there. And it turned into a big old fatty fat drinkathon, is what it did. And uh, if you watch some of our old episodes, you can tell that I'm probably a little bit inebriated. Uh, and that would be <laughs> the fact, the very, very facts. So I did a little going away <laughs> and I put myself in a rehab. Um, treatment facility and changed my whole life. And it was amazing. I've been sober now for over 500 days. Nice. And I think I'm at 512 or 515 today. I haven't looked, nice. but yeah, I'm really excited about it. So a couple things for all of you in the baseball family who think you maybe have a problem with alcohol uh, or any other substances, like it's worth speaking up and getting yourself the help you need because what the way I was living, if it's anything like what you're dealing with is not the way to go. And you can definitely do something about it. It's not the end of the road. So uh, like Brad said, I moved around lots of places. And I am a road tripper with a capital R. So I'm always recording in weird places. <laughs> like a couple yeah. weeks ago, I was Thursday night live in it from my buddy's backyard. Um, just because that's <laughs> the only place I could find to be you know, secluded and, and get the, the Wi-Fi connection I needed. Cause he's got, he's got extenders all over this huge house that go everywhere. So I was, I was like running to the basement as quickly as I could to get outside in time to record, but show him the picture, Brad. This is my favorite picture of me getting ready to record the podcast. Right, um, there we go. Yeah. I mean, I look terrific. <laughs> I just thrilled. You You're see, so excited. I'm so excited. I am. And my baby face is there on full display for all of you watching. Go on YouTube if you really want to see it because it's just awful. Um, but that was in my spare bedroom. I've done it in my bedroom. I've done it in my spare bedroom. I'm now in my garage, which is so much better. I have way more control over lighting and sound and everything. It's awesome. So 
anyway, that's yeah. I I'll record anywhere. Fantastic. I've done it in different states and everything. I don't care. <laughs> I did it. The I I think the wildest place I've done it so far is not this one, but I did the Seattle pod, podcast in my dad's backyard and getting attacked by bugs because of the cantina lights. So <laughs> yeah. it was it was pretty fun. It was pretty cool though. I was like, I'd do that again. It was it was yeah. cool. But yeah, I did kind of awesome. have like the, it was at night, so I kind of had like the abyss behind me, like you did that one time at your parents' house in the basement. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. lighting was great though. The lighting, other than that, was great. Yeah. Um, so we've done. I I don't know if we necessarily intended on this being like a big interview show when we started. I know no, we had really. talked about doing it, but I I mean, like last year was it last year two years ago we did one a month. That yeah. was crazy. We got to talk to some really cool people. We got to do a lot of really fun stuff. Um, in 2021, I actually went out to Briggs Place. We did a couple interviews out there. We've got done some awesome interviews this la- this year, this last year. Then we have one more in the can that's going to be coming up in a while. But, Brig, what were some of your favorite interviews that we've done so far? Um, in no particular order, I can think of uh, David Sampson. That was an eye-opening experience for me from a front office perspective. I loved it. Um, I loved the interview with Jesse Cole because he moves faster than I've ever even thought about moving. And for him to contain, I don't know how he contains that much passion and that much vigor, but in, in, in a way that's not chaotic. I'm sure there are people in his life who think it's chaotic, but the way he presented himself and with the just the sheer volume of accomplishment, I thought was impressive. And if you listen to the interview, I feel like you can sense that. Um, David Page. That's my feeling like it was a little bit chaotic, too. Yeah. That that pace. <laughs> yeah. I'm, a, I'm a pretty easygoing and slow-moving person generally just because of my personality. But, like, his light, his neck break speed was, like, a little bit much for me. It was fun. Got a lot of great information, but I was a little bit overwhelmed by it. Yeah. But Yeah. That's anyway, awesome. Sorry. No, it's okay. I loved the David Page interview solving the is a hot dog a sandwich question. Um, for those of you who haven't gone back and watched that, it's awesome. We do talk about baseball as food in the food world and the way baseball and food um, relate. And then I, I'm this might be a little bit of a hot take, but I loved the Lilo and Fish interview. That was a great interview. It was a lot, one of the most fun we've had. <laughs> I mean, it was this a lot of fun talking to Lee. Is 81 years old and knows uh-huh. more about baseball than I will ever, ever hope to know, probably than more than I'll ever encounter ever again in my life. He was up to date on everything current. He knew everything. It felt like he knew everything that had ever happened. It was yeah, really impressive. Cool guy. I feel like I feel like that's what you're gonna get from a guy who wrote the definitive branch Ricky biography or biography, right? <laughs> Yeah, 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 no doubt. That took ten years to produce. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah, that was... I gotta read that. I bet it's awesome. And I I'm have sure some questions is. for Lee now too, which we've talked about. I'm gonna go yeah. go back and ask him. Yeah, we're gonna. We'll have to see if we can get him again because he was a lot of fun. He was. He's a fun dude. Like really yeah. fun personality. I like having joy. Him yeah, yeah. Um. So is that, are those all your favorites, Brick? That's it. Those wanna... are my favorite okay. ones. What I didn't want to jump in if you weren't done. So no, my favorites. Could, yeah. Uh, I loved going to the Anchor Bat shop and talking to Matt oh, Rollins. That. that was a lot of fun. There's a lot of stuff that we talked about between the segments, between segments that he's like, you're not going to air this, right? And I'm like, no, 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 this is this is just for us. Like, I still have that on reserve. 
and it's there's some really cool stuff and i wish we could share it <laughs> but yeah i wish we could you know, but uh so that was a lot of fun going to the greenville drive was a lot of fun too we got to, we got set up in a suite i wish the cameras had worked but uh the videos the video stuff didn't work with that um but that was a lot of fun getting to talk to those guys get a little bit more insight about um because I, I worked rookie league, rookie level, which does not even exist anymore. It's, it was so low on the totem pole. But those guys, talking to them a little bit higher up in, in the minor league system and a team that works a little bit closer with Major League Baseball than what, I was, what I've gotten to do previously. And then touring the stadium was a lot of fun with those guys and taking some batting practice in their batting cage was really cool. A little bit painful, but it was fun. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Brad took a fastball to the – belly button no it was, to, it was not oh, the, the belly nipples. button it was the, it was, it that's was right, the, I forgot. <laughs> he, caught some, he caught about 32 laces right on his nipple yeah it hurts so bad oh that's my right. god oh, i have it on dumb. video still i gotta find it <laughs> maybe one, uh, that one was a lot of fun off. david sampson was was great having on because yeah. just it's, it's really cool having somebody who you listen to like on a regular mm-hmm. basis, right? Like, um, who you kind of you kind of look up to, like their format, their style, and things like that. And then also, um, who's I mean, who's been where he's been, right? He's been the president of two big league teams. Like that's mm-hmm. awesome. I would love to work that's in the front office of a team. And I could have sat and talked to him for hours and just had so many more questions to him about like behind the scenes of baseball and just talked baseball with him. It was a, that was a great interview. It was a lot of fun. And speaking of guys you listen to and look up to, the recent Mike Greenberg interview with Greeny, that so was really good. cool. I've spent a lot of years, and I'm sure that there's a lot of you listening who have spent a lot of years listening to Mike Greenberg on ESPN. And he does such a great job that it was really cool to just like get to actually sit and talk to him about his process for something that he's worked on and something that, uh, that I – I mean – somewhere that I want to be right. Not necessarily working yeah. at ESPN, but I want to write a book, right? Yeah. That's one of my goals over the next several years is to write some books. And so I, I it was really cool getting to talk to him about that. And so I was his process and what he went through to, to finish that. So those are some of my favorite interviews. In fact, the Matt Rollins one, we've got a picture here. Um, I'll pull that up real quick. Um, right here. So that for those of you watching was the setup that we had. That's just a, a, a picture of the computer screen <laughs> but yeah. but we had that set up there and um we got i got to take a picture in in his humidor with some of the bats he's got and that, for those of you watching that is actually a kyle seager bat that yeah. he that kyle seager used in a game that was really cool to see that because obviously seager played for the mariners and then we have the greenville drive those are the guys we got to talk to we got to sit down and talk to with them what did we talk with like an hour and a half with them yeah, it was I, awesome. Like half the day with those guys. That was awesome. It was half the day. And what was cool is the is one of them was in charge of the fan experience and the other one was lead sales. So it was like the guy who was making the promises and the guy who was delivering on the promises. And that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's really cool. It was a lot of fun. And then um we'll get to those other ones in a minute as we yeah. <laughs> as we move on. But yeah, we've got other um, ones. <laughs> yeah. So we've talked about our favorite interviews. What was your favorite? What are, what were some of your favorite episodes, Brig? I so I have one very most absolutely favorite episode ever. Okay. And it's the Dodgers round Mount Rushmore. And <laughs> <laughs> only because you almost died. 
Legitimately almost For those of you who haven't seen it, you got to go back and watch the last little bit of it because what when we do Mount Rushmore's, we don't collaborate. We don't share our answers of who we propose needs to be on the Mount Rushmore. Not even when we're in the same room like we were when we were recording that one. Exactly. And he's here in South Carolina and he's sitting at my dining room table and we're recording this episode. And I am so smugly confident that he can't possibly have picked the same guy I picked. And I say, no, you go first. And he says, no, you go first. And I said, no, you go first. And he says, okay. <laughs> he whips out his, his, I won't share it with you. Go watch. But he whips out his name and it's the same one I had. And I basically beat him to death. No, <laughs> but I did. I punched, I smacked him and I shoved him over and started screaming and he fell over and oh man, it's just on the floor laughing for favorite it moment. probably took 10 minutes to get back together after that. Yeah. Because we were yeah, we were cracking was... up, and you know, part of that I think was a combination of lack of sleep from a weekend. Oh yeah, <laughs> and just the sheer impact caught me so off guard. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was when so I was funny. boxing full time. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right, you were boxing. Yeah, so I, I got a lot of impact on that one. That <laughs> was really funny. That's <laughs> <laughs> really funny. One of one of my favorite episodes that we've done out of the entire thing was I loved doing the sunflower seed one. So, yes. So my wife was really gracious and she went, she would just went around town and bought, and bought I think, 14 different flavors of sunflower yeah, seeds. So. And uh, she packaged, she packaged them all up in Ziploc bags and just, and numbered them. Color coded I mean, and numbered them. Yeah. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so we had no idea which was which. And so we went through and we blind taste tested 14 different flavors of sunflower seeds. My world was rocked entirely because I've maintained my entire life that I hate ranch. And turns out I love ranch. I don't like ranch dressing, but I love ranch flavoring. Apparently I learned that in that episode and I continue to eat ranch seeds to this day because of it. So oh, it's but, amazing. But no, that was, that was a really good one. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I, I love all of our hat episodes. I love doing the hat episodes. They're oh the like, Copa I know hats and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and I that's the thing is like I know that it's like typical to like rank things, right? To do listicles on podcasts just because mm-hmm. everybody does listicles all the time, especially sports podcasts. But I love listing out our favorite Copa hats because they're so different, so unique. I have actually my Greenville Drive Copa hat on tonight. Yeah. Um which, you know, was a whole thing that we went in and Brig was telling people we had a podcast. They let us buy them early as long as we didn't show anybody. That's exactly <laughs> right. Briggs line when I was out there was, Hey, he's in from Arizona. Basically what, what can we do for fun? Yeah. What can we <laughs> get away worked. with right now? Yeah. 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 And it, it worked pretty much every time. So I love doing the hat episodes so much. They're yeah. So it was fun. Ones. Baseball family. I, I, uh, I like getting away with stuff if I can and sneaking yeah. us into places and, and getting back backdoor deals and stuff. It's like my and favorite thing in the world. Tremendous anxiety. Every and Brad time. can't handle it. He can't. <laughs> <laughs> So every time we go, every time we go anywhere, he's like, "Okay, don't leave, because <laughs> I've stranded him before." <laughs> oh man, I feel so bad. Like, <laughs> no, I don't anymore. Say that, yeah. <laughs> don't lie. Don't lie. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, it's great. Okay, but Brad so, likes to sit and watch baseball games, and I like to go meet everybody and have all and, the conversations and see the and Hall see of what you can get away with. And, 
and see what yeah. I can get away with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So 200 episodes, not every one of them has been smooth. We had technical difficulties along the way. I think we've only skipped one or two episodes along the way with technical difficulties. Yep. And illness and things like that. So that's one thing that honestly I'm really proud of is getting 200 episodes in and getting and having minimal difficulties. But there are challenges that we face along the way. Yep. So there is one interview that you did not hear. Because <laughs> it didn't go well. <laughs> Man, it was so bad. <laughs> it was terrible. I, and that I person, that person knows it's bad because they yeah. have not reached out one time since to ask when it was going. Well, I even reached anything. out after as, to yeah. like, hey, uh, we're thinking about airing it this week. Nothing, nothing at all. No response. And <laughs> I actually texted Brig partway through the interview, and I was like, I'm bored. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. We were not so, going to put you guys through that. It was just but if awful. you want to listen to it for entertainment purposes, it yep. is over on Patreon. You can you can find it. it I think I titled it the lost episode. Yeah, so it's, it's there. It's over there. Yeah, the audio version is on Patreon. Uh, <laughs> just fast forward through it and get a taste, and then fast forward and get a taste if you yeah, want because exactly. it's it's amazing. It's we, worth we a dollar. Did. <laughs> <laughs> so we did. So we were doing Zoom at the time, and we did the full 40 minutes with her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we was, did. But it was, it was not good. so boring. But no. some of the other problems we've had is uh, internet issues. Sometimes you see, especially me, go really grainy <laughs> if you're watching mm-hmm. on YouTube. Um, that is one of the problems with us being on opposite sides of the country is that we have to rely on an internet connection. And sometimes it's like, oh, I'm going cellular, or I've got literally one bar of internet right now. Yeah. So well, yeah. and when it's raining real heavy here and it's like there's a tornado warning or something out here because that's happened a couple of times, then I'm like, I can't. It's hailing. I can't do anything about the Internet connection. It just sucks. Yeah. 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 So we, we deal with that. The other thing is time zones. It's funny because half the year I'm on Pacific time and Brig is always on Eastern time. So yeah. during the season, especially like we have we have to deal with time zones and, you know, it's. If it was that big of a problem, we wouldn't do it. But there are times though where it's like oh, it's a little late, it's a little early, you know, things like that. Yeah. So it does. It's get to been be way harder in the with. past. Yeah, I feel I like, feel like we've... after. Yeah, after almost four years of doing this, we've really got it nailed down and figured out how, yeah. how we want to do it. But man, we at one point we were starting at 10 p.m. my time, just so that you could get your kids in bed and doing all that. And I was yeah. like, dying. yeah, because. Yeah, because I was doing it down in like the living room or the kitchen or something. And so I'd get kids in bed and then get set up and then we would start. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> I can't believe we did it that late. No, me your neither. Time. <laughs> in my time, it wasn't bad, but your time. No, no, no. <laughs> it's like we're wrapping up. It's like one in the morning. Mm-hmm. So bad. <laughs> nah, it's okay. It was totally good. I'm just glad we're here. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the other one is children's. <laughs> the children's. children around. Mm-hmm. Yes, the children's have been an issue from time to time. Every once in a while, you'll hear my kids in the background because they're going to bed about the time we're recording. Typically, yeah. my daughter because she she loves to make a lot of noise, and it's fine because well, most of the time it's fine because if she's happy, she's making a bunch of noise. But also, if she's mad, she's making a bunch of noise. So for, sometimes for you'll hear her in the background. But we were uh, we were guests on an interview. Was it last week or ten days ago or something? Ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my daughter comes down covered in vomit, 
And I'm looking at her like, are you are you okay? <laughs> you really said that to her. <laughs> I mean, I was like, is that what I think it is? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, all right, guys, I got to go. <laughs> so I went and I had to clean it up and I was able to make it back before the interview ended. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought he was out for the I thought he was done. But yeah, he, he came but that back. happens all that kind of stuff happens all the time, man. Yeah, so well, funny. Yeah, for you, it's I, I've been impressed with the amount of times that you have not had to step away being as being a single dad. That yeah, being the only one there because I'm lucky that I've got Mel who can take who can field kids, you know, if they come out and things like that. But yeah, no, that yeah, <laughs> thanks, man. It's been that's been hard because there have been a couple of times where you'll see me like my shoulder will <laughs> see, and I'm like, I'm like. You have to go away, <laughs> go watch TV or something. You can't be here right now, and you're half naked. Go, go, <laughs> or whatever. Be on it's, camera. Just, it's like, why are you blue? <laughs> you're not supposed to be that. We did bath time already, or whatever. <laughs> so there's one thing. One thing about that that's funny. So there's been a few times where I have recorded. My wife has not been been home and fortunately for me i have like like i talked about before i have this green screen for those of you who haven't seen it right here this is it um and there's been a couple times where my son wilson has come in and he's like hiding down below behind the green screen (laughs) he's like dad dad i heard a noise i'm like yeah i'm talking that's the noise you've been hearing Yeah. I think it's only happened like once or twice, but it, it has happened. But the green screen for me, so like the green screen, I have a lot. I like to have a lot of fun with the green screen. Like for sure, it's one of my favorite things. Uh, there was one time for work, I used it and I made myself into the Wizard of Oz, and that was like, oh my gosh, it was so fun. But Baseball like, despite family, that, though, I have that somewhere. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> it's despite that, though, like it has been like a problem because I can only wear certain things. Like I have a, I have the green foul pole shirt. And I have not worn it on the show since we made the switch up to up to this location. I've used the green screen every episode. I wear my hats backwards because of the green screen. Because look at this. This has green on the front. Even like my Mariners hats sometimes will will splotch out. So I'm I'm not a hat backwards person. I don't really like wearing my hat backwards, but I don't want to go without a hat. And so I'm backwards on the show because of the green screen. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to the day where I have a backdrop as nice as Briggs and I don't have to use it. I really, I don't know how nice it is, but I am, I am, I've slowly been working on it and building it up. I think it looks great. This is our uh, lady Liberty design. It's the statue of Liberty holding a baseball bat and her outstretched hand has a glove with a ball in it. And it says baseball together. That's really cool. This is Ken Griffey Jr. from Josh Trout Art. Uh, go look him up. We had an interview with him. It was really good. This I got on Etsy of Lou Gehrig. So don't don't worry about who that's from. It's not like special or anything. But Lou is my favorite ball ball player. And then this is uh, Golden Hex Art. They have a national pastime, um, like it's a national park map of baseball. And it's so oh, yeah, freaking it's cool. cool. There's all these like little teeny hidden details into it. So you got to look. And then I painted that. That's mine. It's a lot of and fun. It's awesome. Thanks. Cool. Yeah, man. Uh, let's talk about uh, some of our other favorite moments we've gone through since the show started. Um, Brig, what were some of your favorite on-field moments? 
Let's get like, let's, uh, let's talk like actual baseball now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess that's pretty, pretty good idea. <laughs> so, um, 2019 home run derby was just probably my favorite home run derby ever. The one that came down to Pete Alonso and Vlad Jr., where mm-hmm. you could hear Vlad Jr. swinging at those, and he was like, <laughs> and it sounded like rocket ship or phase <laughs> guns, right? And he was just launching them. And he hit like 800 more home runs to lose than Pete Alonso hit. Like, you remember you remember that? Yeah. That yeah. Was- I didn't get to watch it, but I remember watching the highlights. And I think that like it was like Pete Alonso was more efficient with his home runs. So that's why he, like he hit him more timely when he needed to. So that's why he ended up winning. And it's kind of yeah. like last year when Julio Rodriguez ended up losing that he hit yeah. more than just about anybody in the last while. But because of when he hit them, he ended up losing. That's right. And that's yep. the competition. That's just the name of the game, but yeah. I loved it. I think as far as my some of my favorite baseball moments over the last four years, that's got to be one of them. Um, with the Mariners' eighteen inning game against Houston. Mm. Oh, oh my gosh! I, I'm like I we were all every and it was cool. It wasn't like it was great. The game was great. Everything about it was fabulous. But the real fun of it was hold the position. Right. We were all <laughs> texting each other and I was out at a festival and I was like, I'm not allowed to go home and turn it on. But I did anyway. And because, but you gave me permission because you're like, I did. Worry, I moved from the couch fan. to the floor because because this is my thing. It was I was like, OK, we've been holding the position for this long. We've been in a stalemate. That means we've got to mix it up somehow. Right. So I moved right, to the floor right. and then Jeremy Pena hits a home gave run. Gave me permission ah. to turn the game on and they lost Hold the position. <laughs> So now we don't mess with, we don't change our hats. We don't move from the chair we're in. We don't, if, if I'm on the floor, then I'm on the floor. And Brad's the same way. It's like, it's just it. Rally position. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how stitious we are. And that game was absolutely incredible. And I, I loved it because I was checking my phone the whole time. Just couldn't believe it. Yeah. And then I got home and was able to turn it on. Uh, and then my last one, and this is a super recent one, but the final out of the 2023 WBC will always go down as one of my favorite baseball moments of all time. Instant classic. Can't get enough. Mike Trout versus Shohei Otani. Unbelievably awesome. Yeah. And I called it. You did. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. So I have, what about you, Brad? So I, I'm just going to lump in the whole WBC. I love the World Baseball Classic. That was a lot of fun. It was fun to get to go and get to yeah. see everything all together, right? Um, that was a ton of fun. That last at bat was amazing. Um, another on-field was the COVID year was weird, but I think my favorite thing out of the whole year was actually watching the KBO. Um, yeah. getting to, Getting to actually sit and watch international baseball. It was a lot of fun. Um, and I know that they were like taped or whatever by the time I was watching them in the afternoon, but I don't care. It was it was a lot of fun to watch them. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a different style of baseball. The ball's a little different. They they flipped the bat on like a long flyout, and I thought that was cool. I thought that was a lot yeah. of fun. But the one that has trumped it for me this entire time was uh, was Cal Raleigh hitting a walk off home run against the A's last year to break the drought. Yeah, uh, that was the one moment that brought tears to my eyes as far as on-field baseball, just because I've had to deal with the Mariners being so bad, coming so close for the last 20 years that that was amazing. It was, it was really cool. And for it to be a guy who 
Wilson and I have met and he's signed a baseball that we have sitting in my closet. Yeah. That like that was really cool. Be like, yeah, I like have met that dude. That's rad. <laughs> you yeah, know? Brad. Yeah. Like that was it was really, really cool to see it. And it's just, just such a big moment as a as a Mariners fan. Um what about off the field moments, Brig? What have been some of the best things for you? So you touched on one of them already, actually. Um and even though it was technically on the field, I the special part of it was the off the field part for me. And that was the year we watched KBO. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning of the year, you and I picked the NC Dinos as our favorite team. Oh, yeah. And then they won the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. We just fluked our way into a championship. <laughs> yeah, we did. It feels great to win, by the way. <laughs> I was, and that's my favorite part is all of the fun and the teasing and everything about asking you if it, how it feels to finally win and all, like, <laughs> all of that whole thing was one of my favorite off the field moments for me. Um, and then the other one was just that we had baseball; they reached a CBA agreement, uh, which is redundant, but that's what I, I was, I'm just so grateful that there wasn't a big work stoppage uh, beyond yeah. what we already had to deal with. Yeah, that was one of mine too. Was that yeah. not only that they came to an agreement on the CBA, but the fact that we didn't miss any games. We still had 162 games last year because man, that was it was such a pain, such a pain dealing with that all off season. It was so awful. Yeah. Um but my other favorite off the field moments um have come honestly like I love loving next to spring training. Like Wilson and I once a year we'll we'll go down on a Saturday and we'll we'll go hang out just down at the backfields up in Peoria at the Peoria Sports Complex and just and it's funny because him standing there he has no idea just because right. for him it's it's become normal because he's been doing this since he was like 5 right yeah. like 4 or 5 he's been going and meeting big leaguers and and other professional baseball and like minor leaguers and stuff but like but for me, like it's a lot of fun. It's just it's fun to just get to see these guys up close and see them interact with my son, see the way that they do, you know, um, and see the way they interact with the other kids and get them to sign a ball and things like that. And I, I know that someday Wilson will be like, "That was actually really cool." Like I get the gravity of that now. Yeah. So that's a lot of fun. I mentioned the CBA, and the other one that's been really big for me off the field is I love living in a state where I can bet on baseball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Since we moved, it was, it was a few months after we moved that sports gambling was legalized in Arizona. And it's a, it's been a lot of fun. Like, um, So I've talked about it a little bit, but one of my favorite things to do is put like 50 cents on on a 14 game parlay. I don't bet on the Mariners because I have a hard, I often I have a hard time separating uh, my fandom from my, my logical betting. So what I'll do is I'll pick the other 14 games and I'll build a big parlay and I'll see how big I can get it with those 50 cents. And sometimes it like the payout is like $15,000 and a couple times I've come really close, but that's one of my, that's been a ton of fun because then I have somebody to cheer for every single game during the day. Yeah. And so it make it makes it a whole lot of fun. Okay, last thing before we wrap things up, because we've been going for a while here, Brig, but it is our yeah. 200th episode extravaganza. Yeah, we can be um, a little indulgent, I think. <laughs> yeah. Last thing, what is on your bucket list for the next 200 episodes? What is What are some things that you want to accomplish or do before we reach episode number 400? I want to go to a game in either Japan or Korea. That's That's one of the things... 
and I've talked about it before. I've I always bemoan the time that I spent in Korea and did not go to a KBO game. I almost went to a Doosan Bears game, and I still kick myself for not having done that. So that's one of my bucket list items. Um, I I want to visit Cooperstown, really mm. bad. I just I feel like I need to go and spend probably two at least two days, and really like slowly take it in and let it sink in and and make it special. Um, and then my third one is I want to start a baseball bat and glove collection. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I want, um, like, in a perfect world, it would be built on, like, relationships, right? Where, like, Matt Rollins send me a bat, and then I have an anchor bat, then I have this kind of bat, I have this one. Um, but I want to start my glove collection with uh, old-timey baseball gloves. They have the Shoeless Joe collection, uh, the company's the Shoeless Joe, and they, they make vintage... Um, model baseball gloves and i want to start there that's awesome i like that that's really what cool. about you what are your bucket list items um i've always wanted to collect i've always wanted for i mean unrelated i guess unrelated to what you said but not related to mine i've always wanted to start a bat collection but right mm -hmm. now i have nowhere to put them so <laughs> i'm right. in trouble if I start <laughs> yeah. but anyway my bucket list um i i want to go watch foreign baseball somewhere whether it's mm -hmm. Japan or Korea or even like Mexico or the Dominican. Yeah. Right? Like I would love to go for obvious reasons. would love to go to the Dominican Republic in the winter and watch some winter ball. Like that would be really, really cool. It'd be a lot of fun for sure. Um, so that's one of them. Um, I want to go to the, I want to go, I guess this is along the same lines. I want to go somewhere besides down the street from my house during the world baseball classic. Like, yeah. I, like I really want to go to Miami. I would love to go to Puerto Rico. Yeah. You know, if Korea or Japan is like in the cards, I would love to do that for the world baseball classic, but I want to go somewhere. My plan or I think our plan, we've talked about it, our plan for the next world baseball classic is to go somewhere, go to go to the games. Yeah. That's, that's definitely there. Um, I have not been to very many big league parks. I mm. certainly have not been to Yankee Stadium, Fenway Park, or Wrigley Field. And Me I would either. like to hit chalk off uh, at least one of those in the next four years. Yeah. I think it's, and I would love to do all three, but I think uh, with the other things I want to do, I think one of them is realistic. And then the other one is I, I want to go to a World Series game. I don't care where it is. I just want to go to a World Series game. It's not going to be Seattle have... because I don't win. They don't win when I go to Seattle. Yeah, but... don't do that. <laughs> not allowed. Not allowed in, at T-Mobile uh, Park during the during the postseason. <laughs> no, I want to go to a World Series game somewhere, anywhere yeah, in the country. I, I don't care where. I just want to go. Yeah, those are great. I need to add Yankee Stadium to my bucket list, too. That has to happen over the next four years, no matter what. Maybe we'll make it happen. Yeah. The next, I don't know. We'll see. We'll get, we'll get there. We got four years, so we'll make it happen. Yeah, we got time. We got time. Catch new episodes of the Baseball Together podcast every Tuesday.